This is the EVP Podcast. Oh, hi. It's the EVP Podcast. Hello. Hey, guys. Welcome. I'm Beaker. I'm Ghosty. And I'm DVO. So, I have a question for you guys. Yes? Have you ever seen the made-for-TV movie Voice from the Grave? No. Mm. Have you heard of it? No. No. Did you know that it was based on a, a story that was in a 1990 episode of Unsolved Mysteries? Loved Unsolved Mysteries. I, I found out just barely. Like I, a second ago? <laughs> yes. Just a second. <laughs> one second ago. Um, yeah, April 25th, 1990. I know the day that it aired. How, how big of a fan were you of Unsolved Mysteries? I remember watching it as a kid, but you know what I remember the most about Unsolved Mysteries? Is that like spoof scene they put in basketball. Oh, I don't remember that scene. When Joe Cooper goes missing. I don't remember that. <laughs> you know, I don't remember basketball much at all, though. Oh, that, that's probably the funniest part of basketball is the Unsolved Mysteries episode <laughs> in it. But, no, I loved it as a kid. I loved watching Unsolved Mysteries and, like, um, the the one with John Walsh. Yes, of course. What was the America's Most Wanted? Oh, America's I Most liked, Wanted. I liked watching those. But Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. So. And, you know, because Unsolved Mysteries would talk about, obviously, Unsolved mysteries, unsolved mysteries, murders, or things, different things like that. But the things that I was always interested in was the paranormal stuff. Yeah, I would always hope for a paranormal. Exactly. That's how we know we're true paranormal investigators. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) we grew up watching paranormal stories. Exactly. But that was the part that got me the most excited about it. I I was watching unsolved mysteries, hoping for paranormal stories more than anything. So there's this particular episode I'm talking about. If you have Amazon Prime. It is on there. It's season two, episode 19. I watched it. And this story that we're going to talk about is about 25 minutes in. And the story on this episode was called Voice from the Grave. Voice from the Grave. Voice from the Grave. Um, so it was, It was. I didn't have a topic for this week. Ghosty's like, hey, what are we talking about? So I Google searched Unsolved Mysteries. I don't know why. I just did. And this story popped up. It was in the top, like, 10 stories. Mm. Um, but we're, today we're, we're going to be talking about Teresita Bassa. I've never heard of this story until like a couple days ago. Thing is, I probably watched this when it came out back right? in the 90s. Yeah, I, and most likely, guarantee yeah. we watched this. Yeah, we most likely saw it. Don't but, remember. But I, I thought this story was fascinating. Um, and scary. And scary. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this, this, started, this story actually takes place on, I believe, February 21st is when it starts, sort of, uh, 1977. Mm-hmm. The fire department gets a phone call. There's a fire in an apartment, and they get there, and no one answers the door, obviously. Um, not obviously, but no one answers the door. They, they break in, put out the fire. The fire is a mattress that's in the middle of the living room. That's normal. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what we do. We just light mattresses on fire in the living room. <laughs> um, so they put the fire out, start investigating, lift up the mattress. Hey, there's a dead body. Hey, want to see a dead body? Want to see a dead body? Um, stand by me. Yeah, so uh, there's Teresita lying naked, dead underneath the mattress. I believe she had a knife in her chest, or she was stabbed. There's some evidence of a stabbing, I believe. Um, but yeah, so they, you know, cops are involved, obviously. They start doing an investigation. And but the crime scene, because of the fire and soot and smoke, is ruined, like fingerprints and things like that. Yeah. So, I mean, they were able to determine, oh, her, her clothes were laying on the floor, like next door, next to the mattress. Um, 
they were able to determine that uh, there was some items missing, I believe. And uh, they found a note on, like, the coffee table. And also, she... Oh, maybe go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, they found a note on the coffee table that just said, get theater tickets for AS. Initials AS. Yep. What were you going to say? So, she was naked, but they, they did determine she was not raped. It made it... It just kind of looked like she was raped. Yeah, it was set up to look like a rape um, or a sexual assault, but she was not. They found in the autopsy that mm-hmm. there was no actual evidence of a rape happening. Um, so a little bit about Teresita. She was born in the Philippines. I'm very familiar with that country. Are you? I've heard of it. <laughs> it's almost like, you know, people that are from there. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, 1929. She moved to the States in about 1960. I believe she was trying to get it. She moved to Chicago. Um, she was studying music was her major, I believe. But at the time she was working as a respiratory therapist at, um, Edgewater hospital there in Chicago. She worked in the medical facility facility. Shocking. Filipinos working in medical facilities. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck? It's bigger. Doesn't know, but it's very common that Filipinos work in nursing or something in the medical field. <laughs> it's a very commonplace. They're kind of forced to do it by their parents. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, it's expected of them. Yes. Well, you know, it's funny about that. Nothing. Stereotypes. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, because they're true. Well, it is actually. Um, because you said so. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, so they, they, the cops like looked into a lot of stuff. They, they, quickly kind of came to a dead end. They couldn't get anything um, until about five months later. <clears throat> Do you know what happened five months later? Uh, Teresita made a visit. She did. Who did she visit? Do One of know? her co-workers. Guess what nationality her co-worker was like in the medical was, field. She was Filipino. <laughs> Craziness. Her name was Remy. Remy. Uh, I'm just going to go with her nickname, Remy. Okay. Uh, Chua. And uh, her husband, Joe. I believe they both worked at the hospital with her. Right. Or at least Remy did. Yeah. And without, and, and the husband was, he was a doctor. I'm not sure of the same hospital. He was but a he physician, was... but did not know of Teresita. Mm-hmm. He'd never heard of her before. So, so like I said, about five months after her murder, uh, they contact Detective Joe Satula. Well, first of all, like, so Teresita right. visited her friend. Um, Remy, Remy was at work taking a break. Well, this is why they contacted Joe. Oh, okay. They contacted Joe to tell him about these visits Mm -hmm. they got from Teresita. So you want to tell about the first one? Yeah, the first one, she was, Remy was just taking a little break in the break room at at work at the hospital, took a little, little snoozer and uh, she woke up seeing Teresita at the, at the end of the couch or whatever, whatever she take a nap at, but she was just, she didn't say anything. She just was, just was there. And she could just see her, and she was just, she was obviously very surprised, very scared, because she was not expecting to see Teresita, who had been passed away for five months at this point. And uh, that was the first experience that that they uh, had with Teresita's spirit. So then they had two more experiences. Uh, these other two were at their house. Do you know, do you know what happened with the, the first one at home? The first one at home? Wasn't the first one at home similar to the one that just happened at the hospital? Uh, no. So the first one at home, Teresita went to take a nap. 
Uh, Joe comes into uh, Remy took a nap. Remy, okay, that not Teresita one... was already taking a nap. Sorry, <laughs> a long, long nap. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so this is where so Remy was sleeping. Remy was and sleeping, her, and her husband came in. Yeah. Okay, and, and that's where she started talking. Yeah, uh, Remy started talking in a different voice. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so she was talking in a completely different voice and telling her husband, well, Remy's body, Remy's body. Well, Teres, it was Teresita's voice coming out of her. And telling her, uh, telling what is his name, Joe, Joe? yeah, to uh, that he needs to find his her, her murderer, and she's actually murder s- murdered who? <laughs> so she actually said his name was that Alan Showery. Showery. She said his name, and uh, and he. Let's see. After she said his name, he told him. Uh, she told him that he was an orderly at the hospital. Okay. And that he needed to go to the police and tell them, like, this is who killed me. Okay, yeah, and, that's right. That was the, and that was it for the first one. Yeah, and this went on for, about, like, a, huh, this went on huh. for about a half an hour. Of just him questioning her while she, while she slept. Yeah, and she's just like, when, when Remy woke up, um, she had no recollection of this happening. And then the second time at he home. Did, he, he did nothing with the information because he doesn't know who Teresita is. He, he even asked, like, who's Teresita? He probably thought she was just dreaming. He probably thought it was just like a talking in her sleep, like, this was fun. Well, well can you he, imagine he, did ask, he did ask Greg when she woke up, like, who's Teresita? Oh, you know, she used to work with me at the hospital. Why, why do you ask? But you see, like, he's a doctor. Yeah. So he's probably just thinking, like, oh, he's probably, she was dreaming exactly. about her co-worker because exactly. she passed away. Uh-huh. Well, so, even now, like, if you walked in on someone sleep talking and they're like yeah i'm so-and-so this person killed me i would like, go have fun with it and what, I'd start recording it right, right probably but, <laughs> and then show them later look what you did you big dummy <laughs> but like you know what are you going to take to the cops like hey my wife was sleep talking and she said that she was murdered by this person like yeah exactly like in his shoes i would have probably done the same thing so yeah, he's like, okay, whatever, and he didn't really do anything with you, it. You guys ever play that pass out game when you're younger, where you kind of like take a few deep breaths and someone kind of chokes you out a little bit? You guys ever do that? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you, kids, man? <laughs> the eighties, the eighties, baby. Well, that actually came back a couple of years ago. I, I read it's about never that. gone away. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And, and people would, you know, you'd be out for I don't know, seconds. two seconds, yeah. yeah, and you'd wake up and you say funny shit. You remember that? Like you'd always be like ready for someone to say like funny shit because they wake up and be like, they say something weird. Yeah, because they just passed out and they're dreaming. Right. So that's probably what he's thinking. In fact, my my baby this morning, she woke up and and she looked around and said, Horsey. I'm like, What about the horsey? So it goes round and round. She's thinking about a merry go round. So um we went on a few merry go rounds during the fourth of July holiday. So I'm thinking she probably had, just had a dream about that. And she woke up thinking I'm just going to start talking about the merry-go-round horsey going round and round. Right? It's just like, you say weird stuff while you're sleeping or like no, mid-waking This is up. true because I was at someone's house and they had fallen asleep. And uh-huh. They they were still asleep, but they looked up at me and they started giggling. And they're like, the ants don't go in your nose, silly. <laughs> right, right, right. So, no, I totally get that. So this is probably what Joe's thinking. Like, Remy's like, all right, he, she's, she's, she's dream-talking, right? Right, talking. right, exactly. And then the second time it happens again. And this time she's like, "Hey, it's like, why didn't you go to the police? Right? What the hell, bro? <laughs> like, I gave you everything." <laughs> but in, in, in fact, Joe at this moment even said, "I have no proof. What? Like, what am I gonna? Like, I can't just say this." Right. And then that's when she said, "Okay, I'll give you proof." Yes. And then she told him that while he killed her, after he killed her, she he stole her jewelry. Mm-hmm. 
And she described the jewelry. And she even said that her family could vouch for her. And, yep, yeah. So this is when Joe and Remy then contact Detective Joe. Yeah. Detective Joe. And then he ends up uh, contacting the, the girl. Well, first, he's like, I've heard a lot of crazy stories as a detective. And I don't know how I'm going to explain this one. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this has got to be, like, just insane for him to just take this lead and be like, all right. But, I mean, he's it's a cold case for him so far, so... You know, right, I got to get no, a lead I can get. Yeah, it's been five months five, of nothing. Yeah, five months. So, yeah, he takes that lead, and he actually brings in... <clears throat> oh, well, he wait, started the, interviewing co-workers of Teresita. Oh, he went to the hospital. He went to the mm-hmm. hospital. It's, it's not like he could just go up to Alan and be like, hey, you know, this ghost said you killed her. Well, yeah, <laughs> remember, at this point, jo- Joe and Remy... Joe, Joe's the husband as well? So, yeah, there's okay. Joe, Chua, and Joe's... I can't pronounce his last name. Detective Joe. Yeah. Uh, Detective we'll Joe. So, there's two Joes. So, so, Joe, Chua, and Remy did say, okay, well, the spirit Teresita said that her murderer is... The Alan Showery. Which, whose initials are... Yes. Yeah. So, dun, that's when dun, he's like, okay, dun. I've got some type. All right, I can, I can go with this. Because, coincidentally, they don't know about the letter. Right, says, they don't know the letter. Yeah. Meet... The, or the movie something with theater uh, tickets. AS. Theater tickets for AS on the the little note that, she, yeah, that I don't know uh, about this. Teresita had written down. So when they say his name and Detective Joe says, "Oh, his initials are AS." Coincidence? Possibly. I can work with this. Let me go down to the hospital. Ask some of the staff if they know about maybe them meeting or if they if they had a contact of some sort. And they they did confirm. Some of the people at the hospital did confirm that they were going to be meeting up. And that he also lived very close to her. Yeah, so he was, so, again, Alan, is that his name? Alan. Alan. So Alan was supposed to actually come over and fix her TV, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. <clears throat> TVs weren't the same back in the 80s. Or, or 70s. This was the 70s. Yeah, so they Bunny had years. Yeah, yeah. Pliers, yeah. a lot of pliers were being It was a box, it was a yeah. tube. Yeah, it was a box, so. Different type of TV. TVs, TVs didn't need repair. You don't see TV repairmen anymore these days, but... Back then, it was a legitimate business, <laughs> being a TV repairman. And uh, so Detective Joe asked some people around, and, and some of the other orderlies and nurses did confirm, yeah, he was supposed to go over to Teresita's house and fix her TV around the same time that the fire department pulled up because of the fire. Yep. Dun, dun, dun. Mm-hmm. So this was enough for him to bring Alan in for questioning and he asked, and he actually confirmed that yes, he was so he was there that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said that he didn't have the tools he needed to repair the TV, and so that he was going to go home. And he left. And that was it. That yeah. was supposed to be the end of it. Um, that's all he said he did. Yeah. So, so uh, I know they ended up bringing in Alan's girlfriend, and uh, asked. If she had received any jewelry from him in the last few months. And she said, yes, actually, I have quite a bit. So they brought in, all, she brought in all of her jewelry. And they brought in Teresita's family because mm-hmm. he did have the uh, information that, you know, they would know. And one thing that they honed in instantly was like this green brooch or something. Green. Um, well, no, no. There was, was a couple like a items. Green, like oh. a jade. Yeah, oh, yes. It was yes, like yes, a jade yes. necklace yeah, or right. a bracelet or something. It was a, it was a green piece of jewelry. And they recognized it right away because I believe it was a gift from one of them. Um, and then they also noticed in the Unsolved Mysteries episode, they noticed the ring that she was wearing. Yes. The girlfriend was also Teresita's. And so they confirmed that like a lot of this jewelry that she had was, was Teresita's jewelry. So then they go back and Detective Joe goes back. Just like Teresita's spirit said? Yes. Dun, dun, dun. 
Um, he goes back into Alan. He's like, hey, you know, your girlfriend's got Teresita's jewelry. So what the like, hell? What the hell, Alan? <laughs> right? And so that's when he gives like a full confession. Yes. He did, after he left, he decided he was going to go back and rob her. And when he got there, like, she lets him back in. She's, like, thinking, oh, maybe he's back. He's got the tools to fix the TV. So as she lets him in the house and she turns to shut and lock the door, and as soon as the door is locked, he grabs her from behind and gets her in her chokehold. Um, the choking game. They're playing the choking yeah, game. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> like, we, we say funny shit when you pass out. But <laughs> hear what you got to say. But he went a little too far with the choking game and stabbed her in the chest. <laughs> I hate when that happens, right? It would happen occasionally, yeah. yeah a little too like, long of a choke and a stabby. A little stabby stab. A little stabby stab. It's like, oh, I choked her out. He's like, oh, I'm, Mr. I'm Stabby McStabby face. So then he decides to take her clothes off and then put the mattress on top of her. To make it look like to a rape. To make it look like a rape. To try to, obviously it worked for five months, to throw the, um, the cops off. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, sets the mattress on fire and leaves. Um, First of all, um, okay, you're gonna kill one person. The potential of killing many more by set, lighting this fire inside of an apartment. Yeah, in an apartment building. It wasn't a house, so so that was that was stupid. You just kill someone, and now you just risk killing so many more by lighting an apartment on fire. Yeah, I think the the neighbors like smelled the smoke. They tried to knock on Teresita's door. There was no answer. Um, I heard that the neighbors called the janitor of the building first and the janitor's like um no we call the fire department for a fire yeah there's smoke right? coming underneath the door so so good indicator <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, i mean the fire wasn't going too long obviously because it only just kind of got the uh, living room of teresita's apartment didn't really spread so that luckily for that luckily um but this is kind of a, a tragic situation to begin with <clears throat> but <clears throat> Sorry, Alan's uh, confession, uh, obviously, they, they brought him to trial. And can you imagine being a juror on this case? Yeah, that would be pretty wild. Especially if you don't believe in, like, spirits or ghosts, right? Like, right. what? But so uh, right. I'm assuming there was at least half of the jury that didn't believe in ghosts. Because it was a hung jury. It was a hung jury. <laughs> they, they couldn't come to a decision, so it was declared a mistrial. Which, which I understand, right? Like, if you don't believe in that stuff... And you hear the story, like, no, not true. But then if you think back on everything, like, but they did solve it, though. Yeah, I know. Well, he confessed, yeah. And he right. and everything turned out exactly like what was said. Yeah. But, so, mistrial. Uh, and, again, like, he pled not guilty, obviously, when he right. went to the trial. Even though he confessed. Even though he confessed. And then, jury, jury's hung. They can't come to a decision. Uh, declared mistrial. And he confesses again. He's right. like, no, I actually did do this. Uh, so he ended up serving 14 years in jail because of this. Um, it could have been or should have been a lot longer, but because of the, the jury. The circumstances. Yeah. The becoming, them not being able to come to a decision. Um, he only got 14 years. Right. But, yeah, that, uh, that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's it with the story. But let's, let's get, get into details about this. Is this possible that Teresita uh, would do you call it possession? Uh, I guess it's a form of possession. Yeah, yeah. A she form. pretty much jumped in her body and talked out of her right. mouth with her voice. puppeted her. Yeah, turned uh, to a puppet. 
No. Well, in my opinion, no, it's not possession. Um, from from just my belief, uh, a human spirit cannot possess another human body. Okay. Um, you can channel, though. So, possession, mm. you can channel and just kind of... It's kind of like with the Hans Holzer. Hans Holzer. Yeah. Um, when he said the only way to really investigate is with a good trance medium. Yeah. And that medium is basically just channeling that person's voice. It's so channeling. Be, yeah, channeling is him. Yeah. Man, she probably is not become, but she probably has been. Because I've seen... I've seen <laughs> Caden, who's on the show. I've seen him channel. Um, I actually have it on audio, him channeling. I've seen Brandy... We'll do one for kidding too. Um, I've seen I've seen Brandy channel. I've seen um, a couple people actually channel and different voices come. So you're saying Teresita chose Remy because she felt like she could use her as a channel as a medium to speak on her behalf. Probably. Okay. She, yeah, she was probably wandering. Her spirit was probably wandering around the hospital, and then probably came across Remy and was like, "Oh, oh, she's got the ability." She's like, "Oh, she could probably see." Me. Interesting. Okay, that's interesting. Because I've I've heard from some of our, our mediums that we've worked with that spirits can tell, like are their their energies. I've different. heard that as so well. Spirits can kind of tell if someone's gifted <clears throat> or they can do certain things. So, well, Kate Caden has told me personally that he'd go into a grocery store. And spirits would try to, they like they they'd see him walk. He would see the spirit. The spirit would notice him and like, wait, oh wait a minute, I can. This guy notices me and tries to talk to Katie. And he's like, no, bro, I'm trying to grocery shop, not right now, you know. And uh, so yeah, so yeah, I do kind of believe that it is a possibility. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. As do I. Um, so there, I think I think it's possible. Teresita is like, Remy can do this, but she doesn't know she can do it. Right. So, she like at first, like we said, uh, she appeared to her, and when you're in that like kind of tired state, your subconscious is more active, and your subconscious is going to be able to do things that you normally can't do. So that's probably why she saw her. And maybe opinion, maybe that was sure. like Teresita's te- test. Like, okay, I'm going to sit here and see if she sees me. Like, I'm going to try to present myself, and if she sees me, then I can use her. I just thought of that, like that first visit where she woke up from her little nap and saw Teresita there just staring at her. That's probably Teresita's like test, like, oh, she can see. Could be. So, all right, this can work. I've got a plan. And she followed her home. And she followed her home. Yeah. Okay, that's 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 a a very good possibility. Yeah. That kind of makes sense. So, I mean, this this whole situation is entirely within the realm of possibility. And, I mean, I think, you know, it legit was Teresita talking through Remy. Um, and I think it's, it's cool. Got to, with the evidence that's lined up at this point, right. I mean, it's, it's it has to be. I definitely think it was. I mean, everything everything she said all came to light. Or Remy and Joe were participating. They just want to throw Alan under the bus. They have oh, to just roll his ass under. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, listen, we can't put all the blame on Alan on this. <laughs> See, and if that was the case, you think Alan would be like, oh, yeah, they were there too. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. No, I did this by myself. Because he did confess. Unless he was like, you know, felt guilty about it. And he's like, no, these these are good people. They help people. Now imagine being Alan's girlfriend and being like, what the hell? This guy just gave me all this girl's jewelry that he just killed? What the hell? Yeah, in, in the episode of Self Mystery, she seemed very like rolling her eyes and like, oh, what am I doing here? It's such a waste of my time. <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> exactly, right? She's just like. Oh, I thought he loved me and gave me all these nice gifts. No, he's out there murdering people. I mean, they probably weren't in boxes or anything like that. That should have been suspect. (laughs) Right, just, here, look, I just just got loose jewelry. Probably wasn't clean yet. 
Here's a jade necklace, even though you probably never wear jade. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, lovely. That's why it's in a box at home. Yep. That's it. Yeah, it's an interesting story. Like I found this is a very interesting story that that Teresita could just use a channel like Remy and catch her murderer. Yeah, I like it. I do too. Because she's probably like, "What the hell?" Like I thought this guy was going to be nice and help me out with my TV. I and wonder if this was like the first <clears throat> time that detectives <clears throat> had a medium or transmedium or or spirits being used to help solve anything well at this time for detective joe it was a first it was the first yeah but i just mean all around i don't know we'd have to look into it because i mean i know later yeah later on they they have i know that became more um still not common but it's it's practiced here and there it's funny is i actually uh, i think it was the day before i chose the topic uh i actually found a medium on tiktok that said in her live stream that she does that. She does help police solve murders and stuff like yeah. Like spirits will come to her and, and give her information, and then she relays this information on the police. Um, I haven't looked into the legitimacy of this, but this is one of the things she, she, she can do and that she does. But I wonder if this kind of opened the door because things like that have probably been happening for a while where spirits have been trying to solve their own murders, you know? Oh, I'm sure. Well, you got to think this is in the 70s where, I mean, the Internet's obviously not around. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not in your mainstream, like pop culture type thing. This is like, you know, the exorcist era where we're talking mm-hmm. to spirits are bad. Um, you, cause you got Amityville, you got exorcist, you got the Edinburgh exactly. case. Um, you got all of this negative media about talking to spirits. So it probably wasn't like a widespread thing back then, right. but it, it's possible that this case, like if it was the first of its kind, uh, it is possible that this opened the door for other people. We hear spirits that still are around because they have unfinished business. Some of that business might be like, I need to find my murderer and get them. Bring them to justice. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I'll tell you who wasn't a real one. Sylvia Brown. Right. If you remember her from Montel Williams shows. No. You don't remember her? Is she the one like the news team? <clears throat> like, I don't know if this is the same I'll lady or not. The but there was, there was a news team. That they actually kind of baited and, and trapped a, a psychic medium, quote unquote. No, no, um, I know which one you're talking about. They, I've, I've seen like them disprove people, um, where they actually <clears> showed <throat> her a picture of one of the um, anchors, not or as film reporters as a child, and she's like, "Oh yeah, she's dead." Yeah, and then they They're brought like, her no, out, and she's like, her. "She's like, nope, I'm very much alive." No, she's like, "No, this is a picture of me when I'm younger." And the psychic oh goes, no, I've you, seen this. Are you, lady? Sure? Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure, sure. This is my picture as me as a child. Yeah, oh, I've weird, because I'm getting I, vibes that you're dead. <laughs> so Sylvia Brown. This, this, yeah, she looks very familiar. Yeah, so she was on Montel Williams a lot, and she would do, also, I think she might work with police to try to get leads, which is fine. I, th- I, think, I think police would use psychics more for leads, but they couldn't use their word as as to solve a case. They couldn't use their word like, okay, this person says they're psychic, but they can use their psychic abilities to help catch leads that would help them get to where they needed to get to to solve it. But... Sylvia Brown was on Montel Williams, and she was always on there. And I thought she was interesting. So you'd have uh, the the crowd would kind of speak up, like, "Hey, yeah, you know, do you see anybody near me? Because I have I had someone pass away." And she's like, "Oh, your your brother, your sister, whatever, right?" It was like, "Whatever, I could see that." But there was there was situations where she in later. All right, first of all, I'll tell you how I knew she was fake. Then I'll tell you later what happened. A lady gets up on or not stage, but she's in the crowd, right? And she's 
she's talking and she's telling kind of like something happened to a family member and so the lady kind of tells a story a little bit and montel says okay we're gonna cut to a break and there's a camera on montel saying we're gonna cut to a break then the camera's zooming out so you can start seeing like the production crew and the and then the crowd but as they're zooming out there's a teleprompter and on the teleprompter it says i see something words like it's drowning i see the word drowning and they cut the break and i'm thinking i saw that and i said if this bitch starts saying that this person's relative drowned i'm gonna know she's fake and sure enough they cut back to the show after the commercial break and sylvia's saying they drowned i'm like this is fake this lady is a fake so they probably interviewed this other lady in the crowd earlier or something like that that's right. what i'm thinking right like yeah. hey do you have any things what happened tell us what happened that way we can cross-reference it with Sylvia. But they really just probably fed Sylvia the answer. Right. Most likely. Well, later, there were certain situations where Sylvia had told people, oh, yeah, this person died from, yeah, from a drowning or whatever. And then they fa- they actually found the person's body and they were strangled or they were shot or something like that. It was, like, way off. And that's how she was discredited. But there's there's a lot of fakes out there. It's hard to, It's hard to tell which ones are really... She would try to do a lot of predictions, too. Yeah. And none of them would ever happen. Well, that's what I'm saying. She said this person died of a, of a drowning. Then well, they I mean, find predictions, the though. The predictions for the yeah. future stuff was that's, way that's off. That's why I like people like James Randi. I had to look up his name because I couldn't remember it. Have you heard of this guy? Probably. Sounds familiar. I'm going to look at Does he have, like, a weird teeth or something? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I mean that's pictures. James Randi? James Randi. Oh, I no. think this is the guy oh. I'm thinking of. He's, so, a, he's a, a doctor or something like that. Uh, this guy was a he was a stage musician, a magician. Oh, um, he might have been. A, uh, there might never mind. There might be two guys I'm thinking of here, but there were guys that like he offered cash like thousand dollars, and this oh, was he, he was okay, big he was during the seventies. He offered 80s. a lot of money. He offered a lot of it was money. A million. I thought it was a million dollars. Was it a million? So, yeah. If, if they could prove that their powers sorry, were real. Speaker, sorry, we're taking your story. Go. <laughs> no, no, no. It's fine. Uh, no, it's exactly like what you said. This guy would—he offered like a million dollars. He would bring people on to different like talk shows and stuff, and, and just prove to me, prove to me that you can do what you can do. And uh, he never paid anyone. No one proved it. I, I saw a lot. I've seen a lot of videos, and it was funny because like I remember one where he had um, like seven doors, like with okay. question marks on it, and there was people behind the doors, and. I can't remember exactly what the test was, but it was funny because I was able to actually pick out the person they were looking for Mm. and the people on that were there performing or trying to like prove that they had these psychic abilities. Um, they couldn't find the right person. And I saw one where someone, I think mine, mine was just like dumb luck. I just happened to accidentally pick the right one. I saw one where they, they said that they could flip pages of a a book. That guy. And so, so yeah, James Ray said, okay, do it. Here we go. Here's a book. Open stage, right? Go for it. And he couldn't do it. He's like, oh, well, no, like, he would. He did it, and then oh, they proved that he was just using like he was, was crazy. He was and, blowing. He was oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. So then they were trying to control the situation. Okay, well, let's cut this off and this off and this off. Now do it, and then he couldn't do it. Yeah, and he said, "Well, see the lights or the magnetism and the, the earth yes. and then." Like, yeah, shut the hell it sounds up. Like, sounds like we've all watched the same videos. Yeah. Um, oh, have you seen these videos <clears throat> where people, it's like these kung fu or their martial arts training. Oh, my God. And how they they can, like, use their chi and just blast people. Yeah. And so their students are running at them, 
and the and the and the master just kind of waves his hands, and they just they just fall, they just crumble to the floor. His chi is so powerful, and the, he'll just touch them on the shoulder, and they collapse, they pass out. Yeah. yeah. Have, you seen, <laughs> have, you, have you seen these Beaker? I've heard of it. I don't. You've never I've seen, seen those them. videos. I might have. Oh my god! I don't, uh, it sounds very to. familiar. You have to watch the videos. They so, are. But ridiculous. I mean, it's obviously that the student's just falling when he moves his hands. There's no. Well, and I don't. I, I don't think it's pre-planned. I just think these students are in their head. They just put this master on a pedestal so high, and they and they tell all their friends how their chi is so strong that when they're asked to run up there, he does it. It's the same thing. It's like it's like the, the the fanatic worshippers. Where yeah. they like, they're like, and I heal you, and they they pass out, right? Oh, the yeah. televangelist. Yes, yeah, so it's, oh, it's like that. it's like that. It's very, it's just that. like that. That's exactly what it is. So, there's this funny clip where this guy, the MMA fighter. No, 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 I'll go back oh. to that one. There, there's there's a guy, and it's, 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 it's this healer. He's like, he has a he's a he has a retreat, and um, there's a couple videos where they say, okay, you man, run <laughs> to this woman across the beach, and she with her chi, she is gonna just knock you out. So he he's he starts booking it. He runs at her. She's like does her whole little chi blast, and he mows her over, <laughs> pull out into this woman. Right? He's going. They were probably like ten yards away, and he just slams her. So she's she's hurt. Right? That didn't work out. Then there's I don't I can't remember if it's the same. I, I don't know if it's the that. same guy that touched that taught this retreat. He he was with another gentleman. And he was a, I think he was a journalist, which is trying to prove this is all bullshit. So they're on the beach again, and they're on their knees. And yep. he's like, "Smack me, and I'll, I'm, you know, try to smack me, and I'm gonna block it." The guy smacks him. He's like, "Okay, all right, all right, try, try it again." And he just like gives him like a one, two, three combo, <laughs> and, and he almost knocks the this teacher out on the beach. And he's like, "Oh, oh," and the, the, it's the end of the video that I've seen, but. It, it, it's pretty funny. <laughs> he, he might have even got an uppercut. It. Like it was, it was a pretty good. Like one, two, boom. How are you can? Yes, uh, but yeah. What, what Ghost was saying. There's another video of uh, an MMA fighter. No, he goes to those. Uh, those... He, he goes to these masters. Like, okay, let's 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 fight. Like, let's fight. Let's see if your chi is that strong, and let's yeah, fight. let's have your chi stop me from coming at you. And these masters are still doing the same shit with their class. Okay, these masters in their class, they're like moving like like fluid, right? They're just moving so smooth and elegant. And there's like, ah, like this little, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see what I'm doing, right? They're, it's very. You should watch this on YouTube. It's very, we'll have to clip this out. I, I look very funny doing it. <laughs> but that's what these masters are doing, right? They're just like moving so like liquid and, and they, they just Like it's staged, them. like they've performed it before. Like they've seen too many Bruce Lee movies. Yeah, you know, because they know that the students are just going to collapse. They they know it's going to happen, so they're not putting too much. They're not putting effort into it, is what I should say. So this MMA fighter comes over and just is like, boom, knocks him out. Just knocks him out. It's it's great. And people are giving this MMA fighter shit because like, oh, but this guy's like sixty and you're twenty five. So what? He says yeah, he can he knock says me out with he's his cheek. Stopping this whole class from coming at him. <laughs> he's he's stopping twenty guys at a time, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm just one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just one guy that can that's some power behind it. So it's it's pretty funny. Yeah, so long story <laughs> short, there's a lot of fakes out there, but this yeah. one, Teresita, I hundred percent real in my opinion. I think so. If you piece it all together, it just it's gotta be true. Yeah. And it's and it's a fascinating story. Yeah, I think I definitely think she visited her I I don't know if maybe uh, Remy already knew about her abilities, Doesn't and then sound maybe like it. didn't didn't just 
you know, this is the first time that it actually was like, oh, I can solve something. <laughs> well, in the Philippines, there's a lot of ghost stories. And I'm sure Remy, living in the Philippines, has, has heard a lot of stories. And maybe she's even had experiences. But but when you hear a lot of stuff, you don't think, oh, I've got power. It's just, yep, here's another story. Or do you think this was just like a one and only thing it that's ever happened? Been. And again, 70s, it's not mainstream. It's not like now where everybody's just like wake up and they're a medium. Right. Yeah, she probably had this experience and never really noticed it again or, or just yeah, never experienced anything. Or that she noticed. She... Nothing that she thought of or cared for. Like her husband Joe just sat there by her bed, just, <laughs> just like trying to talk to her every night. Hey, anybody there? there? Anybody else there? <laughs> what Who you got you for me tonight? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> who's visiting me tonight? <laughs> Keeps the relationship spicy. <laughs> Someone new every time. Yep, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, great story though. All right. Well, should we call that an episode? I think yeah. we should. All right, guys. Well, those who don't play that. Peace out, butterflies. Goodbye. This is the EVP Podcast.